Hey everyone, welcome to The Huddle. We are a couple days out from Veterans Day, which is a very important time for the country, for all of us, and here at Walmart. Our, our founder, Sam Walton, was a veteran, and ever since he started the company, we've placed so much attention and, and weight on serving others, trying to be great, serving our customers, respecting people, and operating integrity. And a lot of those principles are things that we learned from our founder, which are rooted in some of the principles of, of our armed services. And I have two people here today that I'm excited to introduce you to, Julie, Quentin, and they are part of our corporate fellowship program. So we wanna talk about that. We wanna talk about your service. And I wanna start by first saying a sincere thank you to both of you for serving the country, for being a part of our team. We couldn't be here able to do the things we get to do each and every day if it weren't for so many people like you, including those who have, have sacrificed so much and the ultimate sacrifice for our country. So thanks to both of you. Thank you for your yeah, support. Appreciate you. that. You bet. So let's talk about um, your service, if that works, what you're doing. Maybe not what you're doing right now, but what you're doing in the military because you're both still a part of and in. So Julian, let's start with you. So I have been in the Air Force for nine and a half years. I am a Air Force uh, logistics readiness officer, uh, primarily been in supply chain and air transportation disciplines. Um, with that, um, I started out, uh, graduated from the Air Force Academy, commissioned in 2014, moved to Eielson Air Force Base, Alaska, where I met my husband, Quinton. And then from there, they sent us to Joint Base Andrews in uh, Maryland. We, uh, I was primarily doing a presidential support, airlift support for president, sec state, sec def, so a lot of time on, on TV, uh, very nervous. <laughs> and then um, I quickly moved down to Defense Logistics Agency and Aviation in Richmond, Virginia. And then they moved me to super close to uh, Joint Base uh, Lewis McCord, Washington, in Washington State. Uh, from there, I deployed for a short six, uh, about six months, 20 days to uh, Kuwait, Camp Arifjan, and did uh, soft support for, um, which is essentially Special Operations Forces support for Combined Special Operations Joint Task Force Levant, which essentially where our mission was to defeat ISIS. Mm. That's a lot of moves. It was a lot of moves. Yeah, all over the country and back and forth. They were close. Mm -hmm. I lived uh, I lived in Richmond as well and Maryland with Walmart, so familiar with a few of those spots. And Quentin, how about you? Yeah, so I was a ROTC, so Reserve Officer Training Corps. Um, I commissioned as a second lieutenant from the California State University of Fresno. Um, I commissioned into the Army um, as a Seaburn officer, so chemical, biological, radiological, and nuclear officer. Um, my junior years as a lieutenant, I was stationed up in Alaska as well. Um, I cut my teeth with, um, as a lieutenant with 1-5 Infantry as an operations officer. So we were learning to plan, operate, and execute different training um, scenarios and different training events for our soldiers up there. And then after my lieutenant years, um, I then had the privilege to be able to transition into the military intelligence. So I, as a captain, I went to the military intelligence school down in Fort Huachuca, Arizona, transitioned as an officer into that and then moved to uh, Fort Meade in Maryland as well, where I was um, part of 704th uh, Military Intelligence Brigade in support of the National Security Agency, so NSA. So we got to do a lot of cool things and be in support of strategic missions that were in support of the United States as a whole. Um, so that was just a fantastic opportunity to do that. And then following that time, still at Fort Meade, I then was able to be a um, company commander in the, in the Army. So that was probably the highlight of my career, being able to be directly in charge of about 150 soldiers. So being sure to take care of them and ha give them the resources and opportunities to be able to succeed in their job, which was in support of NSA. 
Finally, after that, um, moving to Joint Base Lewis McCord as well, um, I was then, as a broadening experience for a senior captain, I was given the opportunity to be head of HR for a specialized unit at the, uh, the base's uh, hospital, Madigan Army Medical Center. So we were in charge of HR for the what we called the soldier recovery unit. And the mission for them was to um, provide uh, complex treatment and support for our wounded soldiers in the Army. So we uh, made sure that those that were in complex, needed complex care for active duty National Guard and reserves. And then after that, um, started to look into transitioning over to the fellowship and here we are now. Here we are. So one question for both of you. With all the moves, a lot of complexity, a lot of change, how did you maintain your relationship, your marriage? I'm sure there was some timing of moves that didn't exactly line up. How did you manage that? Well, um, I would say, first off, the uh, five love languages was phenomenal for us. Um, we definitely had some stressors on the marriage. Every time we move back in together, we kind of get to relearn how to live with each other. Um, but it really helps that being a uh, Army Air Force, we kind of know what each other's going through and then just communication. Um, anything you wanna add? Yeah, I would say we've been married now for eight years and about five of those years we've been geographically uh, separated and um, adding to what Julie said is communication, making sure that we are always on the same page, regardless of where we are located in the world or in the United States. So um, through that experience, it's we've had our trials and tribulations, but I think we've gone through it and are nothing but stronger uh, coming That's out great. of it. That's great. You know, when you work with, with people and managing the things that we have, communication mm -hmm. becomes an art, a skill, yeah. and something you have to rely on. Um, so talk about that a bit. What's, what's it been like in the last 10 weeks? You're in week 10 of a week 12 week program. What have you learned about communication here in, in the private sector? And are there any lessons from the armed services that helped you get to, to be able to do this well? Honestly, I would say um, overshare. <laughs> overshare. I would say similar to how the military is, we tend to operate in silos sometimes. And so sometimes just reaching out to say, hey, I've got this problem, can you point me in the right direction? Um, I have found that here within Walmart, oh my goodness, people have been so warm and welcoming and answer my silly questions um, on trying to make that transition from the military experience into how that applies to corporate retail. Um, really just reaching out and asking the question, people will go the mile for you. Yeah, that's great. Clinton, how about you? Yeah, adding to it, I would say the communication to it is the key to the success for Walmart. And through this fellowship, I've noticed that in a lot of ways, Walmart operates very similar to the military, in, but the terminology and the language is a little bit different. So we, of course, we have our end states, we have our goals, we have our missions and everything like that. And being able to communicate cross-functionally across um, the business I, and seeing that in real time during this fellowship has been just an eye-opening experience. And it's, um, it's so cool to just see that Walmart is so successful in that. And to add to what Julie said as well, from day one of the fellowship, everybody has been extremely welcoming and communication has been extremely um, efficient. So just being able to talk to anybody on my team or even outside of my team, everybody is more than willing to say, take some time out of their day and be like, hey, yeah, of course we can answer these questions for you and help you uh, move along towards your success. So how did you find the fellowship? How, how did uh, your work and I know you said you're you're both about to leave your service officially soon. So how did you find this opportunity and how would others that are in similar positions think about it the same way? 
program. So we learned about the corporate fellowship through hiring our heroes and our military transition program, TAPS. And from there, it was just making internal connections. So uh, we actually sat down with Aaron Berg, who took time out of his busy schedule, um, and essentially helped us make that connection between our military experience and where we could add value to the company. Uh, for me, Aaron put me in contact with Jason Evans because I knew I wanted to do something with supply chain. Um, and then Jason Evans put me in contact with Sean Battelle, and that's actually my mentor in the program who can help me make the terminology because sometimes the language that we speak is very different. And Walmart's got its own language to begin with. And so turning how to say something that maybe is not politically correct in the military and say that professionally and respectfully in corporate language um, has just, it's it's been it's been different, <laughs> especially sure, working sure. with special operations. It's been different. But um, and then from there, I couldn't say like Gustavo and Jeff and Jaren, like shout out to them because they jumped through hoops to make this happen for us with the timeline that hiring our heroes had and keep us in the same program. Mm -hmm. um, tell us about a bit about what you've done while you're here. So maybe Quentin, you know, yeah. what's, what's, what work you're doing? I know you said supply chain, so we'll come back to you, Julie, but Quentin. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so to kind of speak off what Julie was saying as well, um, talking with Aaron Berg, I'm actually on his team uh, within E2E. So working under uh, data foundations and currently we're working cross-functionally across kind of like US uh, Walmart as a business and um, finding and tagging da data signals. So finding um, what they are, where they are, and how we're using them. And it has been just an incredible experience to be able to see how we are leveraging data to answer the questions of the business and make the business that much more successful. So through this experience, um, which has gone by extremely fast, it is um, just, it's so cool to be able to see E2E, what they're doing, what their mission is. And then it's very exciting to see what E2E will accomplish in the immediate future and um, into the future as well. Yeah, and EDE is our end-to-end -end operations Correct, team, yes. and your, your time at the NSA, I'm sure, helps with understanding yeah, kinda, and simulating data. Yeah, kind of in a similar, similar vein and such. Yeah, so. right. That's great. That's great. Julie, That's awesome. I know supply chain. Yes. But, but so, uh, narrow, down, narrow down a bit for us. Yes. So I am specifically on the Grocery Network uh, Supply Chain Acceleration and Support. So we are looking at across the network, similar to the military, our supply chains kind of operate in their own silos and taking best practices. And so specifically, they have me working on a project for load quality, um, essentially looking at outbound load quality and how do we make sure that we get the right stuff to the stores on time, essentially that perfect trailer. And as I've worked through this project, um, very broad scope, that it has put me in contact with so many different teams and seeing how we, <laughs> data's come up quite a bit, um, air, big in the Air Force too, like you need reliable, accurate data to essentially drive senior level decision-making at the speed of relevance, big push. And so we've been struggling to make sure that we frame that product to make or frame that decision um, that problem set to make sure that we're, we're sending what the stores need in the, in the condition that they need it at, at the right time, right place, right location. And so um, that's essentially what I've been working on. It, it sounds easy, but when you're involved in this for a long time, getting 130,000 items to a super center at the right time, at the right place, right condition is, it is quite complex. So data matters, the work matters. Um, a couple things I want to, I want to just close with. Um, I've heard great things about both of you and you're living here in Centered. And so I have something for you. You don't have to read it now, but I have permanent offer letters for both of you. We want you to stay. We want you to move to Northwest Arkansas. We want you to join the team. <laughs> you make me much <laughs> Well, thank you. So hang on to these. <laughs> thank um, you. Congratulations. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks for everything. And thank you for your service to the country. Thanks for joining the company. And I hope you say yes. Yeah, and yeah, and uh, look forward to seeing you here a lot more in Northwest Arkansas.
um, so much as pop, po uh, possible here at the company and through programs like this. And I just want to say I'm proud of both of you and welcome to Walmart. Thank, Thank you, John. John. Thanks, everybody.